Welcome to another episode of Positive Advice. This is Psychic Advisor Chad speaking. And today we have our soul family with us. Hey y'all, this is Vince. Hope all is well. (laughs) Always a pleasure to have you. And today we're going to be talking about, you know, healing from ancestral patterns. Okay, or negative ancestral patterns, healing from negative, you know, to be more precise. We did an intro about this topic, you know, just saying why we should, you know, or things we should look for, or, or why should we even want to heal from ancestral patterns or, you know, things of that nature. Today, we're going to dive deeper on the topic. Okay, but before we go into this, Vince, I noticed that you have an article out about childhood trauma, and it goes hand in hand, ironically, with today's topic. Could you go ahead and uh, tell us about that a little bit? Most definitely. Healing the inner child is something that was a very important step on my journey, and I find that in order to really attain that spiritual healing that comes with opening your chakras and meditating and using your essential oils you really 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 need to heal the inner child the inner child lives within us within our subconscious and though it is not as loud as your ego which is your personality or your higher conscious which can be your dreams and your visions and your goals your subconscious holds everything all of your memories all of your experiences and if you have any sort of traumas any sort of past sufferings any any sort of psychic scars that occurred to you when you were a child they can greatly impact your future in a i won't say a negative way but your inner child will tell you that they need attention and it can manifest in ways such as drinking self-harm addictions not accessing your emotions properly so when these um coping mechanisms pop up your inner child is screaming at you crying at you listen to me pay attention and once you attain this healing once you come into balance with your inner child they're going to walk with you and they're going to show you a whole world of wonder and magic and spirituality and happiness the type of innocence that you only truly feel as a child but now as an adult because your inner child is healed they're they're fixed of their wounds and they're walking with you and sharing their gifts with you also amen amen to that Okay, so we're going to go ahead and dive right into it, Uh, because like you said, healing those wounds is going to be beneficial for us all, right? Yes. Okay, first question um, for the whole healing ancestral patterns is, what does it mean to you? Oh, ancestral healing is so, it's extremely important. And it is one of the most powerful healings that you can undertake in your life. Healing yourself first is a great, great, great tool. But then you realize that you're connected to an an entire um, strand, a lineage rather, of individuals who have not just lived but thrived, but also endured. 
just like that inner child has suffered from traumas and scars because it's inevitable or you know everyone's going to run into an obstacle at some point and we all have our battle wounds but ancestral healing is extremely important so for instance when you were raised in a household your mother is always going or yeah i'll say your mother she's always going to represent what's called your moon like in astrology the mother directly correlates to the moon so the moon influences our emotions it rises it falls and it allows us to absorb a lot specifically if you have children that are cancer pisces or scorpio these water sign children will absorb all of mother's feelings so let's say mother perhaps has a drinking problem and she gets overwhelmed you know from giving her all to her family and she goes to the wine her children will inherit that because they've observed it and it's in their bloodline at this point and they take that as common stance um your father for instance is your addiction son. and everything becomes an issue yep yep and your father for instance he'll become the son so let's say whenever father has an issue like a lot of fathers are very tough they have to provide for their families and they don't really honor their i won't say they don't honor, honor their emotions but they honor them differently so your father he works all of his problems off and he develops a temper a horrible temper so as the ancestral karma passes down you may find yourself um always agreeing to help people never wanting to say no or never wanting to really put up a fight because you don't want to tempt that father's temper in other men that you meet and in other women you may always want to help them because you don't want them to become overwhelmed this is your mother and father your direct ancestors this is just an example of how those coping mechanisms are passed down to us um the conception of a child is mother father child mother father child um the uh what is it the father the mother and the holy spirit right and but from that there's also ancestral um i call it karma ancestral karma so for instance when you look at the case of specifically african americans there's one interesting thing that i really studied when i really got into traditional african religions and there is a phrase called post traumatic slave syndrome and this is said that due to the treatment of our people directly because of the result of chattel slavery which was one of the most cruelest forms of slavery in the history of mankind there are numerous psychological scars that are passed down through the blood so that means that even if a african american child is raised in a country in britain or china or japan they will still exhibit these coping mechanisms that our race specifically uh adopted in order to survive mentally we put up mental barriers when we're forced with trauma so for instance two interesting things that i found was there's a specific disease that is specific only to african americans and it's called um sickle cell anemia and this is a disease where in the blood cells you know they're usually in the shape of a sphere and they flow through your body they hydrate you they oxidize all of your cells but in sickle cell your blood cells are literally crescent shaped and they literally attack you and that could be a direct result of psychic trauma inflicted on women and it's higher in african american women also and you know women should never be treated in that way psychologically specifically because as the moon their emotions are very powerful and these things are passed down through the blood um another thing that is interesting uh, from a medical standpoint um is that uh like african american women tend to have very powerful menses or menstrual cycles and your menstrual cycle is directly linked to your emotional state 
so some women can be deeply 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 um harmed from the ancestral karma i'll call it or the ancestral wound but um it's because there's a psychic link between you and your ancestors there's a psychic link from generations and centuries ago to you and that first woman who gave birth mm-hmm. to that other woman who gave birth to that other woman and these mm-hmm. memories are passed down through the blood so uh a way to heal ancestral healing my method is to uh as a practitioner of leukemia i have an ancestral altar um in my tradition we have bowls of water and then we have incense we have you know special things that remind us of our family let's say uh you know african americans not all of us know exactly where we come from but you have memorabilia of what you believe your ancestors to be like let's say grandma loved to rock the guitar you know what i mean so you'll have a statue (laughs) or a sticker of a guitar and it'll remind you of grandma let's say grandfather loved to cook so you'll have a picture of a chef and through (laughs) this i talk to them all the time you can say grandma let me tell you what i did today share with them your victories but then also understand that let's say um god forbid your parents pass away and you say mom you know what you had a drinking problem but i understand why because you have to understand where these wounds come from what if your mother suppressed her emotions because grandmother was not allowed to express her emotions because she grew up in a strict household so some of these wounds are just battle scars that we accumulate over time as human beings and in the family that's a very intimate structure your family will always know you better than anyone outside of the household at work at school at recreational events you're a completely different person but at home that's where your true self emerges so it is inevitable that at some time this shadowy figure of your own pain will emerge especially when you come close to people who truly 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 care for you um so one way is to really honor them and it's to say i see you i understand i respect you and taking the title of mother or father or grandfather or grandmother or cousin or aunt or uncle take that away from them and see the human being that they are and say that just as every day i go through struggles my mind isn't always 100% positive i look at you and i see myself and i know that sometimes i get angry sometimes i snap sometimes i have ne- negative coping mechanisms but at the same sense i know that my heart is in the right place and i see that in you as well it's just that sometimes we there's a hierarchy that comes to family so we can't always you know it's almost like at work you can never see your boss as just another employee no matter what when your boss shows up you just automatically you know straighten up you tighten up your tie you make sure your belt's good there's a certain aura <laughs> energy that comes off from people who stand higher in the family hierarchy and there's a certain expectation that comes along with that so one way to heal ancestral um ancestral traumas is understanding i honor you i see you i see where your wound comes from and i'm going to meet that wound with love and understanding and that helps heal you in the process because no longer are you angry no longer are you and then a lot of times when we're hurt and you know emotions are very sensitive confusion comes with hurt you're wondering where this hurt comes from why would this person do this to me and um once you acknowledge that this person is human and also capable of making mistakes then you learn to forgive them and see them and as they are and say you know what you were working on it i forgive you and i'm no longer going to pass this down to the next generation so i'm going to put down the bottle because i observed my mother doing that instead i'm going to take some yoga instead i'm going to try to do some creative writing 
you know what, my father had a horrible temper, but I like going to the gym. I like playing sports. And instead of maybe, you know, always disciplining my children, I'm going to sit them down and I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to have them understand why my temper can at times be bad, but it's because I was raised with the conditioning that this was acceptable, normal behavior. And then there's some behaviors that are very, very, very um, specific to certain generations and certain times. Like we're barely, what, 50 generations out from when women were allowed to work and really truly seen as independent, where most women were considered to be homemade and wives and if they weren't they were considered to be very uh strange you know we're barely a century away from rosie the riveter you know she was pivotal for women working there was an entire it was almost a political uprising the image of a woman being shown in a factory working you know what i mean so sometimes we have to explain talk to our ancestors talk to the generations below us and explain to them that this world is crazy it's constantly changing <laughs> opinions are changing it yeah it's it the, the world is always shifting it's like a big ocean a current comes out of nowhere and next thing you know everything then changed around the kitchens the living room the basements the <laughs> attic and you're like okay this is life now i can do but um <laughs> i guess this this is life yeah but um another thing is like they there are specific um ancestral issues that go with very 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 specific bloodlines like going back to african-american struggles like one of my favorite songs by i know he's a very controversial artist but to me he's very sensitive he's a pisces moon like me and he offers a lot of wisdom aside from his overt cockiness but kanye west redid a song called strange fruit and it was an absolute banger it was amazing it's a wonderful song but there's a hidden meaning behind that song. The song was originally sung by Billie Holiday, and Strange Fruit refers Interesting. to yeah, the Strange Fruit refers to the mass lynchings done to black people and um, African Americans in America. But you have to look at that like from a magical standpoint, a lynching wasn't simply a murder, it wasn't simply a stabbing. It was a, in my personal opinion, it was a magical ritual. It was a ritual because trees are living beings. All trees connect with their roots deep underground and they connect a net, they make a network of living um, electro, uh, electromagnetic energy. And this energy is electric, just like spirit. So when they did lynchings, these bodies were almost absorbed by these trees, the fear, the terror, and it projected this aura of sadness and fear amongst black people. And in this song, Kanye West kind of- It is for, I believe that, that's very real. Yes. Kanye West reimagined this song and made it popular so that people can understand. Billie Holiday was completely blacklisted after she made this song. An ancestral healing for Kanye, even though he was not a direct relation to Billie Holiday, he never met her, she lived decades ago. But he took the song, popularized it, and now people sing Strange Fruit. And everyone now understands that her message was delivered because he took up her torch and he passed it along. And now I wouldn't have understood if it weren't for Kanye. Um, and then another way we can do ancestral healing is going to these sites, these colonial, ancient Southern colonial homes, these places where people's, our people's bodies were left, they leave psychic imprints that are specific to our race very specific to our race where traumas and terrors and horrible things occurred and it's healing like barack obama um, becoming president was a huge ancestral healing it boosted the morale of the african-american people it boosted the pride of young african-american boys and girls knowing that they can now reach the height of presidency because they finally have someone to look up to and say you know what we got one foot in there why won't we put two three four five six seven more you know 
Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Yes. Okay. So, and the interesting thing about the whole Kanye thing, you know, a lot of African Americans they um, go to sleep on him because they feel like you know he's a traitor. They will call it, or he's you know however you want to put that. Honestly, I feel like he has a very interesting way of trying to wake people up. It may be crude. It may be, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, at the same time, you have to like, you don't have to necessarily like someone to get the lesson out of something. Amen. Amen. He, um, a lot of his stuff, like I said, he has that Gemini cockiness down to a T. But if you really listen to a lot of his lyrics, he speaks about how the money never changed him. He speaks about how, well, first and foremost, he's extremely spiritual. Jesus walks, sends me over the edge every single time. But he also speaks about the struggles that he endured as a young African-American male growing up in Chicago. And he has deep ancestral wounds inside of him. Now, I believe that's a lot of the time while he lashes out because he's very sensitive and, you know, he's surrounded by the spotlight. He doesn't have time to really come to self and be who he is but some of his songs have uh like good meanings in regards to our history like in re- like strange fruit is a classic it is a classic it's a beautiful song and when you first listen to the billy holiday version you're like she sounds so beautiful but so sad and then when you really research the lyrics you understand why and you know popular american culture they didn't really understand the meaning and when they did she was completely slandered by it but he brought that song back out of the dark and it helped me to really understand how tragic some of the things that we carry in our blood are but that song was a healing for all those people who went on those trees and no one knew what happened to them amen to that thank you for that and also speaking of um fruit strange fruit or strange fruit part um i know that's really more so a metaphor but you know you talked about blood Okay, so on the spiritual perspective of all of this, trying to heal from ancestral patterns to kind of walk into it, um, I want to share that blood like water holds memory. Yes. Okay, just like water, it can be a conduit, it can hold memory. You talked about the bloodline, you know what I mean? So that being said, this is why our subconscious mind or our subconsciousness or however you want to put that is affected by childhood trauma or is affected by any type of ancestral patterns or is affected by you know what i mean because it holds memory you know that's our subconscious that's the part of ourselves that we're not really always you know to the forefront you know really living through or thinking through or you know we're usually in our ego self i believe Uh, But, you know, that really helps us to understand what we need to do as well. So detoxifying the blood is also going to be good. It's going to help with the healing process. I mean, yes, do the spiritual work as well. Yes, help, you know, focus on perspective as well. But, you know, detoxifying the blood is also going to help with the healing process. Yes. And the blood is very magical. Once you connect with your ancestors and you realize how far back your lineage grows, you will never feel alone. You will never feel like you don't have any guidance or wisdom. Sometimes secretly the wound can be a blessing because if you didn't realize they were hurt there, you would never look at that bloodline and realize, oh my gosh, if I can heal you, I can commune with you. And they share their gifts with you. They love you. They support you. They're so happy that you're here. They're happy that you ate breakfast just because it made you happy. Your ancestors love you to bits and pieces. And they also know that the relationship between ancestor and the person currently alive 
is a give and take and you continue their legacy in every small thing that you do even breathing like one thing is your ancestors will never give up on you and they will constantly push you forward and they will love you every step of the way amen amen to that okay and so the second one is what are some steps that we can take you know, we talked about the blood and detoxifying to kind of start us off with. And you can detoxify with like aloe just to kind of start you off with. Do more research. Um, but there's different things that you can use. Like I said, like aloe is good to take in micro doses. Okay. <laughs> Some people, they kind of, they overdo it. And that's not a, you know, you don't want to do that. But so definitely do your research. But what are some of the steps that you can take to kind of help with you know, healing ancestral patterns. <clears throat> well, my go-to is always going to be a form of meditation. The first time I ever called on my ancestors, I was actually having a family problem, I would call it. But I call it family karma. As I've said, every no one's perfect. And once you come, I came to a point where I had to realize that no one is perfect. And the wounds that I have were passed down generation to generation. And I realized either I could become toxic or I could channel healing. So I called on my ancestors in a deep form of meditation. And I think they like when you ask for help. They like when you ask for their wisdom. Um, That's one thing. Um, Another thing is setting up an ancestral altar, pictures of your family. You can like, let's say my grandmother, she absolutely adores sweet potato pies. So if I ever, ever, ever Thanksgiving, Christmas, or if I just buy one because I, I, you know, I got a sweet tooth. Um, I will definitely think of my grandmother when I'm eating that pie or even set a slice aside, you know, just for a little bit. Um, in some traditions, mm-hmm. they have something called a dumb feast. This is a very old school tradition, and it's usually done around the time of Halloween or Samhain in this tradition, because I believe it comes from England. Um, in this tradition, yeah, in this tradition, you have a dinner, you light candles and you turn all the light off, all the lights off. And then you set plates for each of your ancestors and you just eat. I've never done it because I'm a medium and I don't want to be overwhelmed as I I'm frequently am, you know, with my people visiting. But um, you have a, yeah, you have this dinner, you sit, you eat, and then you just kind of wonder. And then you can almost feel like life is taking off around you. Um, another form of ancestral healing in my personal opinion um, I'm a child of Yimaya so I love family time I absolutely absolutely love family time spending time with your family it can be one of the most like just carefree periods of your life I feel even now as an older man in my 30s when I'm with my cousins I feel like we're children again and your ancestors I believe that our ancestors watch over us as children I believe they're right there watching us laugh, giggle, talk about old school memories, talking about VHSs, camcorders, the the uh, the VCR, talking about things that you know they would remember, and just helping to really reconnect with them. Because like I said, this world changes like crazy. I had a laptop, an MP3 player, I had a computer, I had a digital camera, and now I have one cell phone that does everything. And our ancestors were like, "Oh, what's this?" So showing them things like that too, like, look at this, look what this does. Like, it's almost just pretending like they're still there with you, but they're not up to date on a lot of things. But food is a great way to connect and commune with them. It helps to feed their spirits and we should do this often. Um, Our deceased never truly leave us. Never ever do they leave us. When we put them in the ground, we put them in their vases, when we cremate them, they're never gone. They stay with us forever. So keep 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's in our blood. Follow through the blood. So keep giving them offerings. Like I said, for my grandmother, it's sweet potato pie. Um, whenever I have, like, my grandfather was from Mississippi. Whenever I have a, it has to be a good piece of fried chicken. It can't just be, you know, lightly fried with, with the dust of seasoning. He was from Mississippi, so his food tasted like diabetes. Like, it's not good for you, but it's good for the soul. <laughs> oh, no. It's good for the soul. Yes. So I have a good piece of fried chicken. I think about my grandfather. Um, it could be a song. Like, my grandmother loved the Donnie, Hol- Donnie, oh, I can't remember his name. But his name is Donnie something, and he sung a version called Of This Christmas. Whenever I play that song, I think of her. There you go. There you go. Um, so okay. music, food, anything that's really alive. And then also studying your history and really knowing what travels through your blood. Like if you have a family with a, um, alcohol addiction, try to learn as much as possible about alcohol addiction and even try to help assist people. And in that way, you'll be almost combating a family demon, you know, as opposed to letting it thrive. You're saying it ends with me. If your family has a history of a sort of, uh, let's say, uh, drug addiction, learn all about that and try to give people advice when you can. In that way, you stop that energy with you. Like, look at your family and say, you know what? These people work night and day because in this, what, the 70s, 80s and 90s, we were all workaholics. Before quarantine, we were all workaholics and a lot of coping mechanisms were passed down through the blood. Um, And they're really, really specific to certain families. Every family has their own way of coping and you can always see if you really pay attention. So really looking at the wounds that are held within the family and learning about them and trying to alleviate those sufferings and other people can also appease your family line. Because like I said, you know, uh, your great, great grandmother who loved her whiskey, she's still watching over you. And then she's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Whiskey was kind of a problem because I believe our ancestors were reborn with us. I believe at some point my grandmother was reborn. She's probably one of my little naughty cousins. I believe at some point my grandfather was reborn, you know, but he's hiding away from us because grandma scared him. So he's probably one of those distant relations, but our people always come back. So when they come back to the fold, they're going to come back to this generation. Like, for instance, my grandmother's a health addict. Her parents were not health addicts. So when they're reborn into our family, they're going to want candy and sugar and pop and, you know, chips and, and pizza and meat, all those things without nutrients. And then grandma's been head of the family for the last 40 years or so. So they're going to come back to the family and like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die of diabetes a second time. And grandma's going to be like, look, I made some baked kale with baked chicken with health food seasonings from the health food <laughs> store. And bada boom, you broke that family karma, that ancestral uh, curse of poor dieting. Because that's also a symptom of uh, soul food directly came from slavery. We were given very bad cuts of meat. We weren't given... Yeah, yep. that's so we learned to over season our food and make the best of what we had but now we need to go well this is just my opinion eat what you like my grandfather will not ever become a vegetarian no matter what which bloodline he's reborn into no we need to go beyond that we need to go beyond that like even when i make greens i make my greens very mm-hmm. healthy you know you know um apple cider yes. with mother, you know things of that nature i mean i use um himalayan oh, yes. salt you understand the pink you know, so I understand. I'm with you. Yes, with but you. in a way, you're healing your family, right? Were, were you raised in a family that were extremely health conscious? Um, Honestly, my family is not very health conscious, but that's when I said Exactly, it and now me. when you were the head of the family, all your ancestors, your relatives that are going to pass on are re- going to be reborn, and they're going to have Thanksgiving at Uncle Chad's house, and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like, you know, my, my feet are swelling up and I got a blood clot in my neck, you know? So you... 
And then it, it still does. tastes it good. Does. Like know? some foods are an addiction. It really is. And we're not meant to eat. Food. I, well, I won't push my diet off on anyone, but we're we're not meant to eat certain foods like that. It's like it's been shown that it just kills our bodies. Um, but like yeah. now we're breaking that cycle. Like 30 years ago, could you imagine two young African American men saying that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They were like, "What? I have to have my right. KFC, my, my soda Are you pop, me? My right? Clog my arteries. I don't care what happens to me. I've had many people in my bloodline say that. <laughs> as my grandmother's eating like chia seeds, and we're eating kale and tofu, and and they're like, "Now, okay, it's not that bad because now the next generation is going to be used to eating these foods." And you break that ancestral karma or that ancestral trauma of eating food that's not healthy, but, you know, can contain lots of seasonings that can really, really, really send your health downward. And health is really important in certain families. Like diet is very important. And actually, that's another coping mechanism, comfort food. You can overeat to your your heart combusts. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know what you tell them? You tell them that it's all in the seasoning. You know, instead of using, because if you think about it, a lot of the seasoning that we they over season, we over season, right? And within that over seasoning, that's when things become unhealthy. Um, so what we use is going to be important. You know, so using more herbs, okay, they will still season the food. They will mm-hmm. still taste just as delicious. Is going to be beneficial than just seasoning or exactly. seasoned salt, if you will. So replacing seasoning, yeah, with and herbs, herbs are good for you. Like they're inherently like they make like i drink so much tea it's ridiculous there is a tea that can cure every ailment every single one i have a tea i have crippling anxiety if you would have gave me lavender tea in high school i would have been a-okay a-okay amen to that amen to that okay and i'm gonna give my steps here too i'm very quick here um number one practice emotional alchemy you guys know I'm always talking about alchemy and things like that. What does that really mean? Okay, practice. You want to try your best to consciously evaluate your emotions and always use positive emotion to replace negative feeling. You know, like, you know, positive yes. reinforcement, if you will. For example, like when you're experiencing anger, do something that brings you joy right or gives you excitement you know something productive of course but do something productive that's going to bring you joy you know remember the past is always well it's always beneficial to try to learn from any type of experience and the you know like something that our ancestors went through such as negative things that they did such as positive things we learn through experience right we talk about it being carried out through our blood we talk about all of it is going to be experience experience is going to be the best teacher um so yes um going through any type of oh <laughs> I guess that's confirmation uh, that's okay it's confirmation going any through any type of like situation like I said with really bad anger issues mm-hmm. that you were talking about before you just want to replace it with something productive and that brings you joy that's all for the basis of that and number two spiritual alchemy you want to turn your weaknesses into a strength okay turn your weaknesses into a strength for example aggression would transform into passion, passion for the advancement of humanity, including yourself. Okay, so you may turn that into passion for art, you may turn that into passion for, you know, something that's going to be, like I said before, productive. Uh, Productivity is going to be the key whenever you're using some type of, you know, transformation when it deals with any type of emotional alchemy or spiritual alchemy. 
okay use spiritual positive reinforcement replacing hurtful thoughts you can use affirmations um to kind of help you heal from any type of ancestral patterns or any type of negative ancestral patterns uh, making a list is going to be good the negative the positives you know kind of making a change every day at least one change um every day is going to be useful okay let's see um uh, what else Okay, now this is important. Sometimes we may feel like we have a hard time healing from ancestral patterns. And Vince, I want your opinion about this as well. Awesome. Sometimes we we say, okay, well, I just hate that person and that's it. Yes, I'm going there. I'm going to a very uncomfortable place. Sometimes we'll say, well, hate that person. That's it. I don't want to deal with them. I say to kind of heal from that is to love them from mm-hmm. a distance. What's your take? Because like I said before, sometimes it's best to love someone from a loving distance. You know, forgiveness is going to be, you know, you for, you know, it's going to be for you really more than anything because it's going to be you understanding exactly. that hurt people hurt people. So you releasing that type of negative energy is going to be beneficial when exactly. it comes to the healing process. But loving them from a distance, how do you feel about that? Like, what would be your take about for those individuals who say, I just hate that person. I don't want to deal with them. They're toxic for me. You can tell me all day long about emotional alchemy and transforming my negative feelings into this and blah, 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 and spiritual this, but I don't care. I hate that. What do you tell them? Like, I how do they them first, like you said, uh, love them from a distance. And then while you separate yourself from that person and you're away from their energy field, um really meditate on what causes the conflict and really meditate on what hurt you the most so really start meditating on the hurt inside of you and say what did what did this person wound and then do that inner healing do that inner childhood healing do that inner healing so that you can realize um this person showed you like this is really weird i'm buddhist we call it poison into medicine so like chad said it's all about alchemy everything is energy so let's say this one cousin was really mean to you because like i'm a very short guy so let's say this one cousin did all these short jokes about me and i have a really big uh complex about my height so then i would go within myself and say i hate this person okay now why because he made a short joke about me okay so where is my issue at so he showed the wound showed me where my light was and it's like well you know what it's okay being short and you know what i like it you know i have small feet my shoes are really cheap um my clothes aren't that expensive like you know i i i, I you start huh? the yep you start exactly, finding the positive exactly and like but then that person can still be very cruel outside of that so you can say so this person must have an issue with me i still love you as the human being that you are but i'm gonna let some distance between us so that you can simmer down just simmer down just a little bit like i still love you as a human being you're probably a kick butt person i know you have friends i know you have family and i know you have people that love you but honestly there must be something between us right now this conflict that we can't overcome so let's just walk away let's just walk away and then of course learn to set boundaries with this individual and be very firm with those boundaries so if i see this person and they start making short jokes i'm not going to show a shred of emotion i'm not going to give in i'm not going to cry i'm not going to be sad i'm going to look at them and say they're projecting an insecurity that they have on me so i have to say listen bro i love you i care about you but you're clearly going through something right now i can't deal with you I want you to handle this so that we can be a family again. Amen. 
Amen. The goal is to do our best to stop repeating yes. negative patterns. That's the goal of all of it. I mean, I understand that <clears throat> some people are difficult. You know what I mean? That's the reason why we want to anchor ourselves in the Holy Spirit or anchor our, you know what I mean, our hearts through the Holy Spirit. You know, that whole forgiving and, you know what I mean, the whole turning hurtful feelings into helpful thoughts and feelings you know what i mean that wanting to make peace into, mm-hmm. instead of making war and you know what i mean all these things are definitely going to be you know a part of that spiritual alchemy or that emotional alchemy if you will to help us kind of transform everything around so thank you for that you're, you're right i completely agree and study ancestors and family behavior even if you don't you're like okay ancestors are you saying i have to look back at my great 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 um if you can yes of course highly advise it would give you a complete understanding but if you cannot Mm -hmm. look at your family now look at your family now because honestly like i said it carries out through the blood and like what vince was talking about reincarnation it's going to be in your family now you're going to see patterns that you can try to heal from right now even within yourself even if you're like well i'm i want to love that person from a distance how can i you know see what's going on and what i need to heal from if i don't want to talk to that individual you know if i just want to keep it cordial with them okay well you can still do that by looking at what you do right now look at the negative patterns that you have Mm -hmm. okay that comes from somewhere Okay, I know this was pretty loaded, but like I said, we were going to take a deeper look, a deeper look at healing from ancestral or negative ancestral patterns. Okay, remember, even if we feel alone, okay, we have a heavenly family as well. Okay, you know, or, you know, as they say, a celestial family, if you will, as the spiritualists will say, as we say. (laughs) But, um, you want to study, you know, your personal day angels, your personal demons, you know, you want to study any negative behavior, positive behaviors. Of course, you want to amplify the positive. You want to get the lessons because negative doesn't necessarily mean you need to repel it. It just means that you need to learn from it. Okay. There's a lot of wisdom in there if we take the time to actually just reevaluate. Okay. All right, listeners, if you don't remember anything else, like I said before, stay anchored in the Holy Spirit. Stay prayed up. We will get through this. Okay. When it comes to anything healing, okay, love and light is always going to be the answer. And do you want to add anything else? I just want to reinforce um, that your ancestors love you. Like that to me was the most special thing ever. They love you. They support you. They share with you their wisdom and you share with them your life experiences and know that one day you will join them as well and they will embrace you like family. There will be a piece of you that will always reside within the blood. So try to be the best person that you can possibly be so that when you join that ancestral line, you'll inspire the people that come after you. Like your ancestors love you. They adore you. They truly do. Amen. And don't worry about what past you have came from like we always talk about like we both of us have actually said this a couple of times throughout the podcast it starts now you can change those patterns now you can you know what i mean you want a better life you can have that better life you want heaven on earth you can have heaven on earth you know it starts now all right listeners until next time god bless 
And this has been another lovely episode of Positive Advice. You can find me at advisor-chad.com and our soul family. Facebook and Instagram as Detroit Psychic. Okay. Again, God bless. Love and light.